Hello, everyone. Mystic Chick here. It's about that time to grab a Red Bull, a cup of strong black coffee, or if totally necessary, a vodka on the rocks, and get settled into a big puffy cloud of positive energy to contemplate another morsel of mystic goodness. Who tonight or today, oh my goodness, it's only noon. I, I guess I'm always kind of living in the darkness, living in the shadows. Uh, today, it's, it's a high noon episode, and we are talking about ghosts. Anything and everything ghosts. If you think you have a ghost, then you may want to tune in for this episode. Uh, feel free to put your comments in the chat. And, you know, share your own experiences. You can feel free to put them in the chat or reach out to us later. But it is pretty much an episode about discussing ghosts and <laughs> what you think may be a ghost may not turn out to be a ghost. So it makes it uh, pretty interesting. Hello, Virgo lass. <laughs> Hello, Mystic Chick. Uh, sorry for being late. Virgo lad is currently... Um, getting ready to leave for Gen Con, which is his big nerd convention he goes to every year. And what does so, that stand for? I, I don't even know. It's basically, <laughs> it's it, it's an RPG gaming um, convention. But also having a couple of girlfriends over on Saturday and so they can meet our new cats, which, yeah, announcement, both Mystic Chick and I have new additions to the family. Furry bundles of joy. Yes. Joy and mayhem. <laughs> All right. So let's. why don't you go into yours first? Because you got yours first and you have a dynamic duo. I do, I do. So a friend of ours, their mother's best friend passed away and left behind this 11-year-old bonded pair. And so we were like, we have no reason not to adopt them. I mean, if anything, the reason could have been that they were in Georgia. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yes. But Virgo Lad, um, you know, the superhero that he is, offered to drive with our friend's mother to uh, meet in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and pick them up. And so brought them back. And so, yeah, we have, um, like, they were, Kim they were Kiwi and Mango. And we kept Mango's name. Um, he is the bright orange cat who, uh, like, has so much energy. Yeah, and the other one, Kiwi, is a little tuxedo, a little tiny baby, so small. And he, um, I, we changed, I didn't like the mouthfeel of Kiwi, so I changed it to Kimji, which means that Mango's new full name is Mango Sticky Rice, we have decided. <laughs> Lord Sticky Rice in formal occasions. But yeah, and Kimji is just like adorable and he just wants to cuddle all the time and he's just never met a lap that he didn't like. Like he gets like very mad when we're standing because like they, that means that the lap is nowhere near him. Where is a lap? Where did the lap go? <laughs> but we so ours uh, our new one is uh her her shelter name was Nuggets. Um and it is tempting because she is a little tiny nugget. Like she weighs under five pounds, which I don't even think Salem weighed that that little when we got him at four and a half months or right. something. He's a big boy, but like she's six months. Wait, and isn't, she, isn't she like part Maine Coon though? 
Yes. Okay, yeah, no, she's not going to stay a nugget forever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So the drinks I picked today were actually kind of a shout-out to our episode because I feel like if you're struggling with ghosts or – and we're going to get into a lot of different things. So sometimes what you think of as a ghost may not be a ghost or whatever, but, like, whatever chaos you're dealing with in your environment, um, you don't have the time to make fancy drinks. And most of the time, you're probably not sleeping, so you need something caffeinated. But I have gone to a few places where the people thought they had ghosts and they were just down to hard alcohol. Like, you know, they, they just couldn't take it anymore. Yep. They had the bottles on the counter and it's like, this is not a good situation. <laughs> Oh my, we know you need help now. <laughs> uh-huh. That's how you know, that's how you judge if it's a real ghost or not. <laughs> By uh, what they're drinking. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was like, so, you know, if you are in that stage where you are just like needing coffee or Red Bull because you're not sleeping, that's one thing. If you have gotten beyond that point and you're like, screw it, <laughs> then yeah, something like the Jack or like vodka or something, gin, whatever. Whatever you could do on the rocks or just chug out of the bottle. <laughs> uh-huh. You're not going to be dr- drinking those fancy um, white claws when you're dealing with ghosts because well, that's just not going to hit you hard enough. <laughs> but, but what if it's a situation like The Shining where your ghost is a bartender? Ooh. Okay, well, then you're just lucky. <laughs> right? I mean, okay, like, it wasn't a great situation, but, I mean, were there worse things than a ghost mixing you a cocktail? <laughs> well, I don't know. They kind of want to absorb his soul into the Borg, but whatevs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the cocktail's good enough, like, maybe you'll consider. Like, I mean, that was the thing with Jack Nicholson. He just took one step and was like, the bar doesn't sound like a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, it was almost kind of akin to like the land of the Lotus eaters. Like, do you like, if you have one of the drinks mixed by a ghost bartender, does that mean that then you have kind of like sold your soul and you're just kind of got one foot out already? Cause you imbibed something from the other side. Oh, I, I, that actually is a very good question. I mean, isn't that the entire thing of like the Fae? Like if you eat food that the fate offers you then like it's all over <laughs> oh god you're not going back home no pressure and i don't aren't they supposed to have really tasty things oh yeah fey food is the best okay <laughs> <laughs> so i've heard <laughs> <laughs> what do they make like do they have any specialties or i mean i would assume it would all be like lots of honey and mead and nectar and everything nectar of the gods i mean but maybe that's a stereotype maybe i'm pissing off the fae right now and they're just like bitch we have mediterranean cuisine (laughs) you had me at honey mead oh my all right so yeah so back to ghosts Back to ghosts. Ghosts are probably not caring about your fairy food. So. Right, exactly. Like, Just, I mean, they, they miss eating food in general, so. Yes, yeah. Okay, so um, this is like, where do you think we should kind of start? Because there's a lot of different places we can go with this episode. Yeah. I guess let's start here. Let's say that um, you're a person and you just purchased your first home and you're really excited about it and then you move in and stuff's moving around on its own oh I like that 
glass over there. That wasn't there initially. And things are going bump in the night. And so it's like, okay, well, like our title. So you have a ghost. Now what? I <laughs> know what. I mean, <laughs> I think that it's important to kind of try to figure out what type of ghost you have or verify first if it is a even is a ghost if it's not like something else that's messing with you possibly from the fairy realm (laughs) 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 i mean all right so we're gonna get down to like the the brass tacks of it all and i have to say that like it's important to kind of evaluate your own experience your own mental state your own issues before going crossing over into the ghost realm so there's a couple things to think about like you know are you on any medications that could have any like strange side effects have you introduced a new medication to your current line of medications and then you started kind of noticing that things were out and about because i have to be honest sometimes like especially if you're having some sort of Uh, medication reaction or something, you could either not be aware that you're moving objects and putting them somewhere else and then are surprised later, or you could theoretically, given a medication situation, or um, if you like have been drinking too much lately, or if you even have dissociative episodes that you may have blocked out and actually did move it yourself and you just aren't even aware. You can't even remember because you were just checked out. So I mean, <laughs> right. So you're you're ADHD and you're just now realizing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's my entire life right there. Like I always say, that my superpower is that I can have something in my hand and then put it down and then it just disappears. <laughs> so it could be a lot of different things, and I'm not trying to yeah. say that. And, yeah, and also we, yeah, we want to make it very, very clear we are not being anti-medication. We are not no. saying, oh, stop using your medications, but. Yeah, if suddenly you think that you have a ghost, you might want to check with your doctor that your side effects aren't colliding with maybe other side effects from other medications. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I mean, it's some of those side effects could trigger hallucinations. They could trigger blackouts. They could trigger, like, all kinds of things. So, you know, it really is something to think about. The other thing is, um, especially if you have just gone through a move, it's a life stressor. So there's this inventory, I guess you would call it one of the psychological inventories that uh, is kind of like the major life stressors test or something, or it's a checklist. So Mm -hmm. you have, you assign points to different life situations and the higher the amount of points, the more likely you are to be experiencing high levels of stress. So in the top few, you know, you've got uh, marriage, divorce moves. It could be good stress or bad stress. And yeah, a lot maybe of just stress. having a baby. Yeah. Yeah. All of those are, you know, and then you bring up a good point. So if you just had a baby and you moved, either you moved before the baby was born. Like I, I was six months pregnant when I moved into a new house and then I had a baby and that was a lot to take in. The other one is you move in first or you have the baby and then you move because you're running out of room or something. If you are in that particular situation, you also have to think about the the depression you get after you have postpartum depression right, or, yeah. or postpartum psychosis. So again, that's another issue where, you know, you are completely losing track of reality and that could affect what you're experiencing in your new home. 
<laughs> I'm like the dream crusher. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I'm very, I approach this very scientifically because I, you know, I've been working with ghosts and spirits my entire life, but I also have a science background. And so you really have to consider all of the situations before you go down the ghost road because. Right. Like, don't just go straight to ghost. Mm-hmm. The other things are a lot easier to fix. So I'm just trying to like say, okay, if it's an easier fix, then you want to like address these other issues first. Um, the other thing is you have to think about things like where you bought the house. Like, was it, is it an older house that has a lot of history or is it new construction that was built maybe on the wrong piece of ground like whether it was an old burial ground from you know native american times or if it just geopathically has some negative energy associated that area let's be fair though literally our entire country is native american burial ground so (laughs) true explains a lot (laughs) (laughs) that does explain a lot as far as our culture and like the paranormal and everything else you you are very very right um uh-huh. but yeah okay like let's say new orleans like i just got back from new orleans so that's on my mind oh my but God. yeah i mean like as as we know like if you move to new orleans you're moving into a haunted house and that's just that <laughs> like that's just the end of it right there <laughs> the question is is it a is it a happy ghost or an angry ghost <laughs> right <laughs> um <laughs> And yeah, I mean, New Orleans, there's so much, there's so much history there and there's so much like negative stuff that the people have had to endure in that area that, yeah, I think that that would be a challenge to live in a house in New Orleans. If anybody fails from there, please like share your, your stories. Like what is exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, from what I can tell, like Southern people are, they're just like kind of used to ghosts. Like. (laughs) It's just like to the point where it's like not a thing anymore. Like there'll be a pope, a poltergeist in the attic, and they're just like, "Oh, that's just a great grandpappy rustling around again." Pour some sweet tea. I'll calm them down. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a couple different things you could do to figure out if you have a ghost. Um, you know, if you already have a ghost professional on speed dial, feel free to re- reach out to them. <laughs> There's a ton of information online and on YouTube, on the YouTubes, uh, and most of it is probably crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> and they actually make things worse. Yeah, um, don't don't accidentally invite a different kind of predator into your house. <laughs> yeah. The kind uh, that's, you know, goes after your wallet. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So there's a few, there's a few don'ts. And we actually touched on some of this stuff when we did, when we did our um, Plastic Shaman episode, which yeah. I still have to upload. But it's, it's basically like you don't um, want to invite anyone into your house unless they've been kind of, you know, vetted by different people. Also, you can kind of, I'm trying to think of like the best way to, there's like so many ways you could start with this. One of the things you don't want to do if you're going to be like investigating yourself in your house first before you call experts is like um, shouting at the ghosts or like, cause I, and if you bring any like volunteer paranormal teams in that say they won't charge you, I kind of, there's a lot of those that I'm not like, really 
I don't know. I think there's better ways because a lot of them come in and they're like big and loud and they clomp around and they have all this equipment and they're screaming at the ghost. Ah. <laughs> and it's just like, show yourself. And, oh, oh yes. we've got activity here. And you know what? Even the nicest ghosts can be pushed to the limit when they've got people that aren't welcome in their house that are being rude that are getting them, you know, accusing them of things that maybe they didn't do or accusing them of being a certain way when they're not. That'll anger anyone. I just I just got this mental image from Beetlejuice of Delia Dietz pounding on the attic doors and open this door. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. It's just like that yeah, that's when the nice ghosts summon the Beetlejuice demon. (laughs) It's uh another thing is like talking about demons, like exercising the house and you know, whatever. It's a lot of like the ghosts are they're misunderstood people, okay? Some of the people are bad people but they're still just people they're not demons they're just angry or annoying or possibly you know bad people but it's like okay you're still a person just you you can offer to have them cross into the light um i think there's techniques where you can even just make some light it, it visualize the light in your mind and say okay go towards that and you know you need to go on to your next realm like this you're not welcome here anymore this is our house now whatever uh see but it's a choice like people have free will so some people will see the light and they will just decide not to go because they're still stuck in their own peopleness so like you think about um that movie what dreams may come and you have the the wife the the kid died in an accident a car accident or something and then the wife couldn't handle it even though she wasn't i don't think she was in the car I can't remember the story, but she couldn't handle it. And so she ended up killing herself. And then the husband died somehow later. I think maybe he died in a car wreck. I don't remember. But she was in her own version of hell because she killed herself. And he tried to save her. But like at that point, he was getting stuck in her. He had to cross a bunch of places to get into her realm. And her realm was a sticky wicket. Like, you know, it was meant to keep you trapped and like you just lose your perspective and you start feeling really, really bad and everything else. Well, you know, if you're kind of in that mindset, people could try to get you to like do different things, but you're like, what's the point? Or they can't see anything else other than like their anger at their other, at their partner for cheating on them or for leaving them or for, um, you know, making certain decisions that they didn't agree with, or they couldn't, they can't see past their greed, like it's keeping them stuck, that stuff is keeping them stuck. And you can't really reason with them about that stuff, they have to make mm-hmm. the decision for themselves. So like, you can try to offer to have them cross over, but if they don't want to, they're not going to, and then you just have to make peace with this entity that's in your house. Right. <clears throat> um. Everybody gets the light though, like when you're, when you pass over and a lot of people, uh, even if they want to cross over, even if they're like, even that would be, if that would be the best for them, 
they feel like they need to stay behind for some reason to watch over someone else to um, that. They think that, that their mother or sister or, or spouse will be sad without them to watch over Mm -hmm. them or things like that. So it's not always a bad reason that they stay stuck. It's just that uh, they're stuck. They've rejected the light and then you need to kind of bubble it back up. Like, Hey, this is an option. Remember, you know, you lost your way. So I'm creating some light for you to get to that other place. But again, it's your choice. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) I feel like it's so simple, but there's a lot of people that just kind of, I don't know. Well, that's a, I feel like it's intriguing that you are saying like, you know, ghosts are people. And that's something that I think because of we grow up around like the mythology of ghosts that we forget about. We do equate ghost with demon because, you know, of like horror movie saturation or whatever. Like we forget that, oh, these were just people who used to be alive in the world. And that doesn't change just because they lost their body. (laughs) they're just bodiless people (laughs) Uh exactly they lost their meat casing hey mango mango just popped out of the closet (laughs) i wonder what mango thinks about ghosts (gasps) mango just wonders if he can eat them (laughs) (laughs) i mean he he probably lived in a more haunted area being in georgia yeah yeah exactly i mean if the if I think ghosts would want to like uh, play with him or something, because like we he makes it clear that we do not play with him nearly enough. Like I mean, if you want to like learn how to manipulate that red dot toy, feel free. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing with ghosts uh, to remember is that sometimes the timing just isn't right for them to cross into the light. So it's not saying always that they won't if you give them the opportunity, but if they are staying around for a certain reason, like think about the ghost whisperer TV show, like if you can help remedy that reason, then you can help make the light and they will are more likely to cross over. So if they're staying behind because they're worried about a certain loved one, then you need to either reach out to that loved one or if they're still alive or if everybody's passed, then you need to kind of address like, hey, you know, so-and-so had a great life. They're already on the other side. If you want to join them, then you need to go there too. And you can even just give details, like if if you know of any details about the other person's life, even read them the obituary for the other person to show proof that, hey, they are crossed over. And, you know, you did watch over them and you did a great thing, but now your job is done go ahead and move over. Oh, so yeah, you just need to give them directions of where their people are. Yes. Yeah. Cause they do lose their way. I mean, it, it turns into a foggy kind of foggy, um, situation where they just kind of lose their focus. They lose, it's, it's very cerebral really in a way, like they just kind of lose their reason for why they're doing what they're doing. And some will get stuck in a loop and they'll just keep performing the same behavior over and over. Cause they know that like somehow that was associated with what was necessary to having them cross over in the first place, but they, they don't remember why after a while. So you have these ghosts and it, so Again, like there, if somebody had something really horrific happen to them, if there was a lot of trauma, if they were murdered and their killer wasn't caught or 
they came to the de- determination that, oh, they must have killed themselves, but they actually didn't. And mm-hmm. they feel like nobody spoke up for them or did enough to catch the killer. Then it's a little bit more challenging because you may not ever be able to fix that for them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're willing to become the main character of a story that um, <laughs> where you do your own like private investigation and uh, bring these killers to justice, I mean, but yeah. that's probably a lot less likely than the movies make us think they are. Now, another tactic you could use with a situation like that is acknowledging their pain and acknowledging that they've been wronged by, you know, saying, hey, look, you know, this happened to you and that was horrible and you didn't deserve that by any means. But, you know, we're we can't find out who did it. We know that you've been wronged. But like you need to move on because you are just not happy here. Like you're going to be way happier once you move on and just kind of like acknowledging, yes, what you went through sucked and, you know, you didn't get the answers you needed and you didn't get the the vindication that you deserved. But that's impossible right now. And the only thing I can send you is lots of love and the promise that you will be moving on to something better where a lot of people care about you. Like just talking to them, like people. Therapy. Yes, it is. (laughs) It's therapy. Oh my God. That's why I do this. Yes. (laughs) Maybe instead of ghost hunter, you need to change your title to ghost therapist. Ghost therapist, ghost counselor. (laughs) Right. Ghost counselor. Oh my God. (laughs) Mystic chick. New show. Ghost counselor. Yeah, actually, oh, we're going to have to talk about that. Uh (laughs) That feels so much better because I really was wrestling that in my mind with that in my mind for quite a while because it's like, I, you know, are we ghost hunting? No, but we are kind of seeking. We're ghost seekers and we're counseling them and whatever. It's a different process. Yeah. A necessary process, but. Wow. I mean, isn't that what like people going through therapy are just trying to do is just come to terms with what happened to them in an effort to let it go. Oh, Oh my God, you're so right. (laughs) (laughs) And it really, you know, all of the equipment and I I have to say some equipment's fun to use, but there's a lot where it's like, if you're just relying on proof from equipment, or you can't, you can, you can't interact with the them without a ton of equipment, then I think you're losing sight of the true nature of what all of this is. Because I mean, this has existed for eons. And, you know, we've only had all this technology for the last, I don't even know. I mean, some of it is, you know, been around for a 100 years plus. But Mm -hmm. it's just like, you know, this is some of it arising out of the, the spiritualist movement and everything. But you should be able to do this with just yourself and intentions and communication because this stuff has been around way longer than that technology and we've been able to work with it. So (laughs) Uh, one of the other things to also bring up, because I think this is really important and I almost forgot to mention this is please, if you suspect you have a ghost, be very, very wary about connecting with them through a Ouija board. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you really don't know who you're working with. And sometimes there are multiple ghosts living in a house. And so 
even though the ghost that may be connecting with you, because everybody's resonating at these different frequencies of energy, so you're going to attract whatever ghosts and spirits are kind of resonating with some of the stuff you're going through right now yourself, or just the same energy level. Um, if you are kind of in contact with a ghost that seems pretty harmless or whatever, if you use the Ouija board and there's anyone else in the house that may have had incompatible energy with you, it opens that portal to say, hey, come on in. And that makes it way worse. Yeah, that just reminded me of like the first season of American Horror Story, where there are just layers upon layers upon layers of different ghosts in <laughs> in this haunted house, and like most of them didn't even have anything to do with each other. Yes, yeah, they were living their own lifetimes. Like it really mm -hmm. is, you know, multidimensional, and in you know, so it's just like please do not open the huge Pandora's box that's in your house just so that you could try to you know get rid of one ghost like it's just it's it's like you know any house demo like especially if your house is old it's it's like how many layers of wallpaper are there how many like oh my god yeah. you back something and things are rotten or pipes need yeah, to be right pulling up the floors finding different linoleum and other <laughs> linoleum so you finally get to that hardwood it's just like, is it, do you want to go through all that? And sometimes when people start renovating like that, they realize what a money pit it is, and then they can't do, finish all the work. So it's like, please, <laughs> please do not do the spiritual equivalent of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> manage what you can manage. <laughs> And again, those the ghosts that are interacting with you are pretty much the only ones you need to worry about because those are the ones that are connecting with your energy level. And once you make peace with that and, you know, do what you can to send those into the light or at least just kind of have a livable situation, you uh, the other ones are going to be just kind of doing their own thing. Like they won't be affecting you in any way. I'm just remembering about when we used to be at slumber parties doing like the Ouija board and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I wonder if like junior high age girls are the only ones who can really use a Ouija board and not get messed with because like try as they might, no matter how malevolent that spirit is, they're just being asked questions about whether so-and-so in study hall likes you. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> that's it's a weird situation. Junior high girls, though, definitely have a little bit more protection, maybe because they haven't fully come into their powers yet or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> they have people watching over them. It's like, you know. Maybe the spirit guides are a little bit more protective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um,. <laughs> So uh, we didn't really get into also identifying like what type of ghost you have or kind of how to identify. So some of the things that you can do are um, I'm trying to think of like the easiest thing to start with. You can use yeah, a I guess, like, yeah, like, yeah, I was just going to say like, um, how would you be able to determine if your ghost is friendly or malevolent? Yeah, I think a pendulum would probably be the, the easiest way or you could use dowsing rods. They're pretty similar except uh it just kind of depends on like what is more comfortable for you to use um sometimes when you're communicating instead of like actually going through a place and trying to sort out the energy of it uh pendulum is just simpler because you know it it has you can hold it with one hand it's 
has some easy yes or no reactions where it's like you don't have to sit there and wait like are they going to open are they going to cross what direction are they pointing you know you got to use both hands so mm-hmm. and a pendulum also gives this information where you have to look at it harder i think with dowsing rods but it'll tell you based on the intensity of the reaction like whether you're on the right track or not so if you're getting a yes but the yes is real small then you want to kind of refine your question and dig in a little bit deeper because it's like, well, you're kind of, you know, yeah, but like, that's when you know, okay, you know, that's somewhere to drill down. You could also ask then like, you know, is it malevolent or not? Is it male or female? All the types of things that might be helpful, like was it born in the century? So that maybe you could also start to research who the person was a little bit easier. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I um, have a little pendulum and I think we've discussed in other, uh, in other podcasts. I have not made good use of it yet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I probably just need to, like we've just, again, discussed in other episodes, find the right pendulum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and like, so the pendulums that I use, I have um, different, different pendulums do different jobs. And so like when, just as an example, when we're working with the energy in the the mansion or whatever, when I give the paranormal tours at the Dull Mansion, hello Dull Mansion, love you so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> they the the pendulums that people choose that night intuitively, and they're all like in in little black bags, and nobody knows what they're they're picking. But like whatever they choose is to work with their energy frequency in that particular space to connect with that particular energy or just the spirit realm. So. It might be different for them uh, later needing one that will help work with a different issue in their life. They may want to choose a different pendulum for that. So if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So the pendulum that you have may actually be, you might want to ask it some questions like, you know, is this to help me connect with the spirit realm? Is this to help me answer just daily life questions, things like that, you know, just to see does this, should this be for somebody else, like maybe re-gifted if it's like saying, you know, yeah, I just can't work with you. <laughs> <laughs> just not feeling you. <laughs> I've had that with pendulums that have like refused to work with me. And then I passed it on to someone else and it was like really, really powerful. And they were able to get it to work right away. And it was very frustrating to watch. <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with me? Right. What did I do? I'm a good person. <laughs> Why don't you want to work with me? <laughs> but one of the biggest uh, illustrations of that was my son, Dan. And he actually had the amethyst version of the one you have. So that's why I'm kind of thinking about this. But I had that amethyst and it's gorgeous. And I would play with it all the time. And I'd be like, hey, so what do you think about this? And like silence. Or maybe mm-hmm. you want to do this with me nothing and like nothing ever happened and then I'm like you know hey do you want to try it Dan and he picked it up and instantly was like it was like so happy to be with him he wears it as a necklace when he's not using it to answer questions like it's on him all the time it's so (laughs) so yeah I mean that is something to think about but pendulums are probably the easiest way to connect with your ghost and just ask like hey you know find out more about them and find out like if you are getting kind of something weird, like, you know, are you, 
are you a malevolent spirit? And it's just kind of going, yes. Then I would just stop. <laughs> right, right. I would just You're stop. Like, Do not like engage. That. No, I and I would just kind of say, all right, I'm going to do a protection. So then do kind of the bubble of light protection around yourself, you know, so think to yourself, you know, I have this protective bubble of light around me. Nothing bad can get in my bubble. I am safe and secure and loved. I'm protected from the ground below me and mother earth and all of the spirit realms above me, including like the angel realms, my spirit guides, think about all of that love and they will make sure that nothing bad will get through. I would definitely get some black tourmaline to kind of put some around your environment and wear some or just any basically any black stone will probably be protective and uh you know whatever you resonate with sometimes it's a black agate sometimes it's a black obsidian sometimes it's a tourmaline it, you know however whatever you connect with and some are just more readily available in certain areas than others so and also if it feels like all that's not working, then refer back to our other podcast about when to fire your spirit guides because <laughs> they're not doing their job. Yeah. Oh my God, that's a huge thing. That is a huge yeah. thing. But yeah. Yeah, like maybe like pay attention to your janky spirit guides before you go straight to I have a demon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and also uh, make sure to put your, you can put your house in a ring of fire. Not, do please do not <laughs> actually just. Like an actual fire. ring of fire. <laughs> <laughs> There's a poltergeist, burn it down. <laughs> visualization. Okay. Otherwise the ghost has taken over your mind and that's another problem. Yes. <laughs> but that does kind of go more towards the shining kind of side but um just visualize a ring of fire around your house you can have the flames climb as high as you feel you need them to it is a ring of protection nothing bad again can get through that ring of fire um i actually have a ring of blue fire around my house at all times because it resonates with archangel michael and his flaming blue sword and him and i have He's my protector and we've worked a lot together over the years. So that is how I feel safe and protected. And it's not that anything's wrong with my house, but I've gone through a lot of trauma in my lifetime and I feel just better having this visualization of the ring of fire around my house. Yeah, and you can also do things like uh, place selenite at all of the uh, corners of the rooms and that provides like a ring of protection too. Like, especially if you're not good at visualizing, then being able to see something physical would probably be really helpful. You can even like, I, and this is taken from like a page of like, <laughs> I was thinking about burying, you know, you bury St. Joseph in the yard when you want to sell your house. Yeah. <laughs> So you can bury even like a protective amulet, a protective statue of, and it doesn't have to be Christian, but just anything that you feel will kind of watch over the property. You can feel free to bury something like that, like say near your front door in your yard, you can put one near your back door. You could bury things systematically around the ring of your property, kind of around your fence line and whatever of maybe even just a black tourmaline you know, every few feet or something, even if it's like you get a bag of tourmaline chips and you yeah, just, oh, that'd be great. yeah. So just anything that will just kind of set that barrier, like, Hey, you know, this is a safe zone. And if your energy isn't compatible with mine, you are not welcome. And also, I mean, you know, people talk about black salt a lot, but I just think that's really messy. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and especially possibly poisonous if you have animals. Oh, gosh. Yeah. The toxins, the toxins in your envi environment, like all of those daily things that you keep out that are not pet friendly. Sometimes people don't really notice like how many things in their house are not pet friendly until somebody gets sick. So... Right, right. Although, I mean, I have heard too that, uh, yeah, just sprinkling some salt by the doorways, but then cleaning it up right away. Because, I mean, as we have talked before, so much cleaning in witchcraft. Yeah. Well, and some feng shui things too, like the red doormat kind of brings yeah. in the good chi and like helps kind of combat. And also making sure your chi is aligned and making sure that your, your place is decluttered. All of that. Because like they say, oh, this was something... There's this house in my vicinity and there's actually a video on it. Um, if you want to check it out, it's on my Facebook page, Paranormal Exploration Illinois. But it's the George Stickney house, and it's the house with the rounded corners. And so the insides of the house, they were, they were spiritualists way back in the 1800s, and they would host seances and stuff on their upper floor, like their ballroom was their upper floor. And, but they, all of their corners were rounded inside so that demons and like ghosts and things wouldn't like get stuck in the corners or lurk in the corners. So that's definitely something where like, again, like with stagnant chi, like things get kind of stuck in places and you want to just kind of keep it free moving and not invite extra problems. You know, it's like the yeah. hoarding houses that have a ton of roaches. It's like your house wouldn't have roaches if you didn't have, you know, food garbage just laying out everywhere. So do your part too. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, or even, yeah, even if you just think about like how gross the corners always get, you know, that's where like the pet hair always accumulates, that's where the cobwebs grow Ooh, and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I can definitely see that. Like, yeah, that's corners are the places where things get stuck. Yeah. So, um, but also like, you know, if you want to work with like a spirit box or something, feel free. But I mean, you could also probably just, you know, record things on your phone if you wanted to or whatever. Like I, I don't know, some of the ghost hunting equipment, it really, it starts to get uh, kind of confusing as to like what you're actually picking up on and like what is actual proof depending on like the quality of the equipment what the qu equipment's supposed to measure if the equipment is even scientifically valid in any way right so um you know if you're looking for if you're going to try to like get proof you know of your ghost i think it's more useful to just communicate like if you have a feeling that something's there or things are out of place um, communicate with it. Because um, again, like if things are moving around a lot, um, either you have a really, something's going on with your significant other, <laughs> and they're not aware of it. Yeah. That's another thing too. Did their medications change? Did anybody in the household's medications change? Kids? Are you just married to someone who sucks and they're messing with you? And that's happened too. Like mm -hmm. where somebody was convinced they had a ghost and it was just their significant other was a total ass hat and was like just moving stuff while they slept and like doing weird things to them and it's like yeah the, the, that's like pretty much the definition of gaslighting right there yeah oh my god oh my god oh that's a whole nother, a whole yep. nother episode. 
So when when you think you have a ghost and it's really just a toxic relationship, that could blend several several of our episodes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, like less black tourmaline, more pack in your suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> But you can put some black tourmaline in your suitcase. If you yeah, need. exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, instead of like moving out of the haunted house, just move out of the toxic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of these things that seem really complicated and like maybe you can never figure them out are actually like way easier to sort out than you think. I think the last thing that we haven't really talked about, though, is... Um, the fact that it's possible that you have, you're living in a negative energy location. So in that situation, if the energy is negative enough, you are going to move in and bad things are going to continue to happen to you. And some of those things may be environmental things may, um, your foundation may start to crumble. Things may come through the ceiling, things that, you know, you may attribute to ghostly energy, are actually because you're in such a negative energy spot that it's just going to keep attracting negative problems and other like negative energy beings that vibrate at the same rate to keep coming to your home. So there is no way to banish something or whatever and think that you're going to be okay because it could also be then that you come down with a horrible terminal illness or you keep getting sick from something or then you find out that there's a radon leak and then you find out that this happened and then um, and like thing after thing just keeps happening to you. Um, it actually is reminiscent of a place I lived in the past where I was just kind of convinced that there was like, there was something bad. I couldn't put my finger on what, because I just had a baby and I wasn't like, I had postpartum <laughs> depression yeah. and I was trying to sort out and I had a toddler and I was trying to like figure out everything that was going wrong with my house. And I had like, and you've heard the story, but I've had like gas leaks inside and outside the house. I was constantly sniffing for gas, trying to find things. There was, um, I was convinced that the, the closet with the furnace and the the hot water heater was going to explode into flames. And it was right across from my son's room. And I kept seeing it burst into flames every single night for like a month. And I called the gas company out and I'm like, you know, I smell a gas leak. I know it's going to blow. And it was just like, no, there's no gas leak, but your furnace is carbonizing and that could, you know, potentially start a fire. And so but then it turned out that, yes, after all that was fixed, they did find a gas leak in the water heater. I was like ready <laughs> to cry. But um, and then after that, like or right before that, I think we found out with the furnace that we were going through carbon monoxide poisoning. So like a lot of these things that are negative energy things in a location can cause you to be experiencing things like the carbon monoxide leak, because this was like six months before they required carbon monoxide detectors in homes in Illinois, at least. And so I was starting to lose it from just the carbon monoxide poisoning. And then mm -hmm. that was addressed. And then I was seeing like mold climbing around, like along the walls when I slept, like that it was just... And then um, toxic mold can actually give you kind of hallucinations and stuff. And they found it eventually in the attic and the crawl space. I had like somebody come out for termites that I thought I had because I was like, I was going crazy. And it was like, no, it was because of this other thing that was making you crazy. So 
there were a lot of environmental factors and things were going to keep going wrong. Like my, um, my dryer kept filling with water and it burst into flames. Like it exploded. Um, that I replaced it and it did it again. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> things were just going to keep happening. Things were going wrong with my health. Like, so I had to, we had to physically move before things got better. And so that was an example of a negative energy location. So um, there are a lot of things to consider when you think you have a ghost. And again, ghosts can be drawn to negative energy locations, but there's so much more going on there. So you have to think about like, if you're getting really sick all the time or if bad, you moved in somewhere. <laughs> Sorry for laughing. It is funny. <laughs> I can laugh about it now. Um, I know, exactly. <laughs> Not so much then, but now. <laughs> and that was the same house where I had been looking for gas leaks inside and outside of my house. And I'd called the gas company so many times to help me that one day they just showed up out of the blue and they're like, you called us. And, um, you know, I'm like, I did not call you this time. You've been out like five or six other times, but right. I didn't call you today. And they're like, well, your name's on the paperwork. I'm like, uh, I didn't know what to say, but I'm like, well, come in and look around. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. As long as you're here. <laughs> Maybe the universe is saying I've got one more gas leak and I didn't know. And like, they didn't find anything. And then the very next day, the house next door to me exploded from a gas leak. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. And it was uninhabitable for a year. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So like, do you think that like your neighbors called about a gas leak and they saw the address and they just assumed it was your place because you called <laughs> so much? <laughs> they were really, that could be bad. That could be karma too. Cause they were really mean to us. <laughs> <laughs> they accused us of stealing their yard stuff. And like, they came to visit once and like totally ripped apart my decorating in my house. Like, Oh, oh my God. Really brave choice. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> nice to meet you too. So, um, yeah, I just, that's, I've never thought about that, but it's possible. It's very, very possible. <laughs> Karma works in mysterious ways. <laughs> oh my God. That was the same house that like they, I, there was a neighbor behind me. This town was just so mean to us, but like the neighbor behind me was the um, high school baseball coach and they would have, he would have a party every summer where he'd invite the whole baseball team over and he had a baseball like pop-up machine or something. And they would, they would hit balls during the party. Well, the balls kept hitting my house. <laughs> So I had to like again. It was a negative energy location. So I'm saying like they're just negative energy location. Like and just drawing in the terrible neighbors. <laughs> Everybody was like people were arguing whether or not we owned the house. Like so many odd things happened in that place. I can't even tell you. But and the Jehovah's Witnesses would come and visit me all the time. <laughs> But it was just just funny. So uh, I wonder if you could just ever say that you're a Jehovah's Witness too, and then they'd go away. Kind of like when you're walking down the street and there's like those people canvassing for the ACLU, and the only way to get out of it gracefully is to say, "I already donate." Oh my gosh! Yeah. <gasps> oh. So yeah. So uh, I have myself never experienced having a ghost although my mother did tell me that um she thought that our upstairs was haunted she told me this like as i was an adult because um it would have freaked the hell out of me as a kid so she uh, did not 
like, let me in on that. But then like years later, we were just talking and I was telling her about um, old neighbors of ours who had a ghost and just kind of like, you know, just made peace with her and share the space. And she was like, oh, yeah, upstairs had a ghost. And yeah, I just like had to tell them that, you know, we weren't going anywhere and we'd lived there for years. So like we were just going to have to live together. And after that, they were quiet. And uh, just sometimes that's just what you do. You just have to <laughs> tell them, yeah, tell them that, you know, you're, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Got to share the space. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's a, that is a, that is a definite thing. So, uh, but the last bit with the baseball thing was the, um, the guy, I told him, please stop hitting the baseballs into my house. And he's like, but we're having a party. (laughs) (laughs) I was like eight months pregnant. I'm standing there and you know, like mama bear mode, like you're pregnant and you could like rip somebody's eyes out. Yeah. (laughs) Are you looking at me? Um, and so I like shot it to him. I'm like, uh, well that you're going to have to stop doing that, you know, because you're hitting my house. And he's like, but the party. And I'm like, you know, basically I will ruin all these kids days. if I Right. Exactly. Oh, you're a monster I'm for a not letting man. children hit the side of your house with baseballs. <laughs> it was like, you know, I didn't complain until the third baseball hit. Yeah. But yeah, so then I was like the queen B-I-T-C-H of the neighborhood and mm-hmm. everyone hated me because I ruined the whole baseball team's party by insisting I, I would call the police if he didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so anyways... <laughs> Uh, but you make a good point. Like, uh, so if the ghost isn't ready to go into the light and, you know, again, free will, they are still people, then you do have to find a way to live together. And as long as they're not too poltergeisty, um, you know, it can work. Poltergeists are actually, they, I think they say they're more like likely to be children. And so, you know, that's why it's so awful when people are, coming in with all their ghost hunting equipment and shouting at these demons that are, you know, whatever, when it turns out they're just really upset or frustrated kids. Oh my God. I feel like, isn't that like a metaphor though? Like for how we generally treat children when they have a tantrum. (laughs) Yeah, it's just that it is. And so it's just like, you guys are just, so I really like it. I don't know. I, I'm probably not. A, a lot of people who love all the ghost shows are listening to me right now going, "You, how could you not support the ghost? It's like, I just, I don't know. I think there's better ways. And that's why I think I like your label of ghost counselor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I guess that is the thing too, is like, I, we've discussed this before about how when you're actually in the profession and you're watching the show about your profession, like say you're like, a firefighter and you're watching Chicago fire or you're a lawyer and you're watching law and order and you're just (laughs) sitting there the whole time. Like that's not how this works. No. (laughs) Or the show suits. Oh my God. That is the worst legal show I've ever seen. I'm not even a lawyer, but I know uh, I'm married to one. Right. Exactly. So you can still tell. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I'm married to someone in the medical profession, so I can still tell when like a medical show has stuff wrong, which, by the way, Vrigolette has always said the most medically accurate show that has ever been on television is Scrubs. Oh. 
mostly because that's just like literally how they all like talk with each other and hang out together and just like are completely irreverent about everything all the time because otherwise they would have a million breakdowns a day. That is so awesome. Yeah. That is very true. <laughs> anyway, so I think so, we need to wrap things up because yeah, it's about okay. that time. <laughs> yep. We got the we've got the wrap up. We might have to revisit this because I know like I think we probably just barely scratched the surface. There's just right so for real. No, up. we no we can maybe even do a part uh, like a part two next week. Yeah, maybe we should do that because yeah, yeah, we haven't really gotten into the kind of living with and trying to send ghosts off, but we will we will do dive more into that. All right. So anyways, in the meantime, if anybody wants to reach out with any of their own experiences or stories about ghosts or living with ghosts or if you um, need a ghost counselor. Yes. If you need a ghost counselor counselor, or if you, you know, have sent ghosts into light yourself or however, you know, you slice it, just uh, feel free to reach out to us. You can either reach us on Twitter. I am at chick underscore mystic and i am at las virgo you could also reach out to me send me an email through my website it is uh mysticchick.net and um so there's all different ways to get in contact with me through there and also if you want any suggestions or if you need any help i actually have done ghost uh working with ghosts and evaluating ghost situations through even zoom. So if you live in another location, I can still work with you. Just let me know. We're going to have to do another, a part two. Yes. Yes. And also if you have enjoyed this podcast or any of our other shows, uh, please give us uh, five stars, hit that subscribe button and could leave us a nice little review we would really appreciate it and <laughs> yeah if you want to reach out to us you could also um i guess post your story or submit submit it to me um i could put it on the paranormal exploration illinois page on facebook so you can find me through there um at paranormal exploration illinois all one word on facebook All right. Well, then I hope everybody out there has a wonderful rest of your week and that everyone stays mystical. Good night, my witches.